I thank all of our carolers and you all for humming with gusto. It's hard to do with a mask on. Let us pray that next year we are maskless. Let's join together in prayer. Emmanuel, God with us, in this time of listening for your word, speak to each of us, speak to all of us, and may we both be hearers and doers of your word. Amen. As Ryan said, our scripture lesson continues the story of the baby Jesus, the Christ child. Maybe eight or so days have passed. Mary and Joseph are faithful parents and are bringing Jesus to the temple to receive his blessing. Listen for God's word for you. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised him, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about them. And then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother, The child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own heart. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption for Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. It had only been a few days, just a few days ago, that angels had hovered over Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. It had only been just a few days 
a few days before that shepherds had come to see this newborn child. And now, now Mary and Joseph are standing at the entrance of the temple as faithful parents. As faithful parents, they have brought their firstborn infant son for the ritual of blessing. The way Luke tells it, Mary and Joseph have had incredible lives in the past few months. The angel Gabriel had visited Mary and told her that she was going to give birth to a son, the son of God, and that his name would be Jesus. And Joseph, Joseph was taken completely by surprise. And then pregnant Mary travels to see her cousin Elizabeth, who is also pregnant with the child who would become John the Baptist. Following Levitical law, we now find the parents, Mary and Joseph, and their infant child, Jesus, only days old, standing at the threshold of the temple, awaiting the blessing of their son. I think all of us can identify with some piece of this. Some of us have held children in this very sanctuary to be baptized. Some, many of us have stood during that baptism and taken responsibility for raising that child in the faith. And so we have a sense of how it feels to be Mary and Joseph holding this small infant in their arms. They wait. They wait for the blessing. You know, I wondered what they had to be thinking. Did Joseph say to Mary, how could this be happening to us? And did Mary whisper to Joseph, what is going to happen to us all? What, what blessing is our baby boy going to receive? Simeon appears first, devout, righteous. He's in the temple because the Spirit had prompted him to come and to be there, bring his blessing, his blessing that comes with a warning as well. His blessing turns attention to the Gentiles, for this child will be a light to the Gentiles. And this baby will bring glory to the house of Israel. But this baby will also be a sign that receives opposition, a sign that will bring a lot of trouble to the country and to the people of Israel. And then the prophet Anna, the prophet Anna, again a devout and righteous person who has been fasting and praying in the temple for a very long time speaks as a prophet. She speaks for the redemption of Israel. And as she watches Simeon enjoying the baby Jesus held in his arms, she picks up his glee and begins to sing and dance for all who might see and hear and know the joy that this baby brings, as well as what this baby will grow up to do. Anna and Simeon. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus are standing at a threshold. For me, this is a really charged moment, yet it's just the beginning of the story. At the threshold of the temple, the pious ones, Anna and Simeon, 
and the faithful ones, Mary and Joseph, meet. God and humanity meet. Everyday life and ritual meet. Faithful devotion and ordinary life meet. Past and future meet. Holiness and humanness meet. Wisdom and innocence meet. Sacred and ordinary meet. Identity and purpose meet. God's calling and daily living engage each other at this threshold. This is a cosmic moment. This is a powerful moment for the faithful and those who don't even know it yet. God, God has come to earth. God has entered the temple as a baby. Anna and Simeon get it. Mary and Joseph are probably blinking wide-eyed, mouths half-twisted as their hearts and souls grasp the truth of this moment. They are standing at a threshold of the world changing forevermore. The world turning upside down. Emmanuel, Emmanuel God is with us. God is with them. The power of this moment, the cosmic nature of this moment. Jill Duffield, who has written the Advent devotionals that we have used this year, say Mary and Joseph, Simeon and Anna, embrace a child who would not be held, not by life, not by the cross, not by death. Theologian William Willimon said, God would not be God without us. God would not be God without being involved with us in the divine humanity from which God created Jesus and each of us. Writer Annie Dillard would say, if we truly believe what is unfolding here, then all of us here in the sanctuary and all of us gathered in front of phones and iPads and computer screens, we all should be wearing crash helmets. Not masks, but crash helmets. And Diana Butler Bass says, can we open our weary hearts to this moment? Can we? God has invited us, invited us through this Christ child to a time to pause and take notice, to join Mary and Joseph and Anna and Simeon in taking notice of who this baby really is, Emmanuel, God with us. Invited us to pause with the angels and the shepherds and the wise men yet to come. This time pause is available to us as we stand between Christmas and New Year, as we stand at the threshold between the glory and the joy of Christmas and the beginning of a new year coming out of a bleak and tragic 2020. 
In ancient wisdom, a threshold is a sacred thing. It marks a change. The threshold in our homes, outside to inside, we walk across them every day, or one room to another. Some cultures, you know, have the habit of taking their shoes off as they enter the house, as they cross the threshold into their home, marking that that's a sacred place to be. And a lot of us do it now because of germs we might bring inside. But it's a ritual that honors the space where we live. The threshold marks leaving something behind and entering something new. A threshold offers a stopping place, a pausing place, a place that offers a moment to take a breath, to recognize that things have changed, that change has occurred. Standing together at the temple's threshold, Simeon and Anna knew. Mary and Joseph were beginning to grasp it between sleepless nights with a newborn and strangers who kept arriving to visit this baby. There was a time to, to pause, to have hearts and heads joined together, humanity and God's humility in Jesus Christ to join together. Everyday lives and God's holiness in life to embrace. Being loved by God and that realization to rule in our hearts. And in so doing, in so doing, really consider the action taken by God to enter our humanity, to invest heavenly in our humanity. You know, the time has come for our hearts and our heads to catch up with this cosmic moment of God, coming as a baby among us, a vulnerable, depending on everyone else, baby. Pastor and author Terry Hershey tells this story that I think is one for us to listen to at this time. The story's about an American traveler planning a long safari to Africa, kind of a compulsive guy. He came loaded with his GPS and all his computers and uh, batteries to hold all of that together, timetables, agendas, and stuff, lots of stuff. He engaged some men from tribes nearby in his Africa adventure uh, to help carry all of his stuff. Well, on the first morning, they all woke up very early and traveled very fast, and they went very far. And on the second day, they all woke up very early and traveled very fast and went very far. And on the third day, they all woke up very early and traveled very fast and went very far. The American was very pleased. On the fourth morning, the tribesmen refused to move. They simply sat by a tree. The American became incensed. This is wasting valuable time. Can someone tell me what's going on here? And the interpreter came up and said, Sir, they're waiting for their souls to catch up with their bodies. These few days between Christmas and New Year's give us time for our souls to catch up with our lives in Christ and our future. 
for our souls to grasp as we stand at the threshold of a new year what this baby's birth really means to us about God's presence. Last year I read this wonderful poem by Howard Thurman and I decided I was going to read it again. Bear with me, but I think it speaks to us here and now, standing at the threshold of a new year. Howard Thurman writes, When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, we cross the threshold, and the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among sisters and brothers, and to make music in the heart. As we enter this new year, can we pause at, with Christ at the threshold? Can we pause there and let our souls catch up with our bodies? and then follow Christ across the threshold to the work of Christmas. Amen.